evening, and welcome to Mountain Bears. I'm Ace tonight, and with me tonight is, of course, the Techie with us is Techie Joe. How are you, darling? I'm doing okay. How are you this evening? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. So what are you drinking? Because this is our first story. I want to kind of talk about this drinking. What am I drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? Well, I, I have a Sealed with a Kiss mocha. Don't know how well you guys are seeing that. Let's see. Let me turn it down. There we go. Sealed with a Kiss. Got that. He made that for me. And some peach water. Yeah. So we're, you're trying the peach water. Mm -hmm. mm. I think it'll be awesome in some sweet tea. Well, there is the peach uh, packet in that, the sweet the peach tea packet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think no, I've had that one before. I know you've had that one before, but I think <laughs> mixing that with the with the peach syrup and then adding in maybe just a little bit of the um, watermelon, I think you'd have a lovely Long Island iced tea. <laughs> I'm not looking for Long Island iced tea. I'm just, I'm just looking for like a little peach hit. See, my problem with like the mixed waters though, um, or like the water drink mixes, the powdered stuff, mm -hmm. it always hits me with a back taste, and I just can't get over it. Right. Well, you know, and that's probably you know, I think we can get around it. Well, true. You know, but there's this big TikTok water talk controversy going on. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, what's the problem? Oh, it's not water. Yes, it is. Oh, it's not. It's, it's you know, it's um, whatever. You know, it's not good for you. Really? <laughs> so the Pepsi that you're wanting me to drink is good for me. Um, try again. No, I don't think Try so. again. I yeah, I don't think anyone was thinking Pepsi was good for you. All right. Well, like, you go over to the channels making these comments, and it's like, yeah, they're talking about Pepsi and diet, and, you know, they're trying to push. Well, why don't you just drink plain water? Because we're sick of it. <laughs> why don't we all? Think plain? Oh, but no, no. Yeah, so. I don't know, uh, and then, then you know it's too sweet, so cut it in half and make sure you're mixing it right. If you're following a water recipe, you have to mix it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we actually had to get you a cup because that was what was throwing off some of the mixes you were finding. Well, the cup was throwing it off. The way it's mixed is throwing it off. Oh. Okay, um, meaning that if the powder goes in first, the powder goes in first. If this, but it's properly, you put the ice in, you put the water in, mm -hmm. and then you put your flavoring in. Uh, do we need to get you a giant shaker cup? No, not yet. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, add some grenadine, and I think you need a bartender setup. You know... That's kind of what I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking uh, what I call West Virginia Sunrise. And it is watermelon strawberry, great value, crushed pineapple, and 
two shots of peach syrup mm -hmm. and a half packet of each of those. And it tastes very lovely. Aw, well, very cool. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's a new thing. It's a very big thing, apparently, on TikTok. By the way, let's talk about this. If you don't like a video, don't comment on it. You won't see any more of those videos. That's how you do that. Yeah. And comment yeah. on our videos. We love you to engage in our videos. You do see us all the time because you know you want to see the four nights a week we're on. Well, yes, absolutely. If you actually want to see us, yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't just comment to be like, oh, oh I think the water thing's stupid. Uh huh. That's fine. You like, can still watch us. <laughs> it's fine. You can still watch us, but you know. yeah. But I'm enjoying it. It's meeting my water goals. I'm feeling better with that um so there's that so what has been hitting your news beat while i run and grab a pack of cigarettes oh so yeah interesting one from well this is a little while back um but it just started popping in my news feed uh earlier this week um so you guys might remember uh david hogg um he was part of the uh or well he was a victim of the uh, school shooting in which one was this that's sad never again should there be a moment um yeah marjorie stoneman douglas high school right um so yeah um so he he popped back up Mm -hmm. Because he apparently uh, mocked uh, self-righteous, insane, and completely out of control Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. This was from February. Um, but yeah, so apparently she took to Twitter, Marjorie Taylor Greene did. Of course she does. Because she to complain. Well, yeah. To complain that I was attacked in a restaurant tonight by an insane woman and screamed at by her adult son. They had no respect for the restaurant or the staff or the other people dining or people like me who simply have different political views. They are self-righteous, insane, and she goes on. Right. Well, this got fun. Or should I say funny? Right. Because interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, David Hogue or David Hogg, was basically attacked by her mm -hmm. on the streets of D.C. Mm -hmm. in much the same way. Uh-huh. Not he attacked her, but she attacked him. Uh-huh. When he was there to testify about uh, a gun control bill. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, he, he, he called her out. Right. <laughs> She, continue, she continues to attack sane people. I want a clemency exam on this one, by the way, for those wondering. Yes, I think we need to have a, you know, we need to make sure that she is sane before serving in office. Yeah. Well, so his reply was, man, that sucks. I was attacked and screamed at in 2018 by an insane woman named Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm -hmm. She had no respect for the privacy of me as an 18-year-old uh, school shooting survivor or my staff. She was self-righteous, insane, and completely out of control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
that hit my news feed this week. I got a giggle. She's insane. Yes. I don't understand why Georgia elected her. Georgians, come on now. You're acting like northern North South Carolinians. You're better than that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the biggest one on my news feed. Insanity. Yes. Yeah. I'm just looking because there's just so much that I'm like, I'm not covering that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Because I'm not giving bullshit its platform at oh. this point. Um, ow, ow. Sorry. I just had a cigarette malfunction. Uh-huh. And burn myself. Well, the Supreme Court has been up to some tyranny, or let me say, good government. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are we up to there? Uh, the Supreme Court sided with a trans girl and against West Virginia officials trying to stop her from playing sports with the girls. It might be somewhat surprising the sentence to read about the Republican-controlled court, but it might not be the last word on the state's effort to enforce the ban. Uh-huh. Um, this is a victory for Becky. Pepper Jackson is a temporary one for her while legitimately playing out on the vanguard of issues. The state's legislative strategy might have played a part in its temporary loss. This is when the district court issued a preliminary injunction in 2021 allowing Becky to continue her middle school track team. State officials did not appeal it until nearly 18 months after it was in effect. The district court ultimately ruled against Becky before the appellate court issued its own injunction, which the state appealed to the Supreme Court. Um, appoint uh, still Republican appointed Justice um, Samuel Alto and Clarence Thomas, later whom are facing a fresh ethical controversy, dissented from the temporary measure, allowing Becky to continue competing. Atlanta's dissent for the for the duo could have pressed battles that up uh, here. I'm gonna have to transfer this to you. Oh, it's like getting a little terse. Well, it's getting a little too wordy. Ah. Like the options of words is amazing. Yes. All right. Um, so let's see. We where are we at? We're at West Virginia. Applicants to the justice, Otto wrote. All right. So West Virginia's application to the justices, Alito wrote, quote, concerns an important issue that this court is likely to be required to address in the near future. Uh, That important issue, as he put it, is whether federal law and the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause can stop states from restricting participation in women's or girls' sports based on genes or physiological or anatomical 
characteristics. Alito acknowledged the state's litigation delay, but turned his scorn on the appeals court below for enjoining the lawsuit without explanation, which is a bit rich coming from Alito, given the manner in which his GOP majority has wielded the shadow docket with little or no explanation in a host of significant cases. At any rate, despite Becky's lopsided victory Thursday, it is possible that more Republican appointees are sympathetic to Alito and Thomas's position, but just did not think that this temporary order was the venue for joining them and are instead waiting for a bigger ruling in the future to do so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's from MSNBC. Oh, Samuel. Is, still not a sentence anyone thinks, that, or a headline. <laughs> a headline anyone thinks they'll ever read. Samuel Alito dissents with Clarence Thomas against a transgender girl. Weird. Mm-hmm. It is news of the weird at this point. Yeah, and of course, you know, you know, then we have down in Florida with the Santos going, I'll kill the Reddy Creek deal. Consider hotel tax, tolls for Disney World. <laughs> Escalating his already a hot fuel as Governor Ron DeSantos, who is under investigation. I will remind everyone he is under investigation. Um, um, into question and answer section of uh, Michigan College, uh, DeSantos called to an entertainment giant and the largest single employer in the state a joke. Disney is acting like some somehow that they can pull one over on the state of Sanchez. But now that Disney has reopened this issue, we're not going to void the development agreement they tried to do. We are going to look for things like taxes on hotels. We're going to look for things like tolls on the roads, he said. We're going to look for things like developing some of the properties that that district um, owns. He is irritated, intentionally undoing the Disney deal uh, during a news conference in Oklahoma on Florida saying the additional legislation actions will will take knowledge take on null the deal and potentially arm the board with the ability to make sure it is run appropriately. Like, dude, do you not understand they could look at you and close that place and sell it to pennies? Or better yet, let it sit? Gizmo, if you rattle that case one more time, I'm going to take and put you in it. Um, I swear, whoever taught him to rattle gets me. Um, You know, you know, if DeSantos wants accountability, he should urge the legislature to pass co- uh, combined reporting for corporate income taxes that would prevent corporates from using tax av- uh, avoiding accounting tricks. Elias said Disney hasn't responded for a comment. The previous assigned statement from Disney is all agreements signed between Disney and the district were appropriate and were discussed and approved upon approved in open notice public forums in completion with Florida government in the sunshine law, Florida government in the sunshine law. Legislators passed a bill in February that stripped the company's control of a special Reedy Creek district after more than 50 years and allowing DeSantis to afford a board. But the last meeting ongoing in February 8th, its members quietly approved a 30-year development agreement restricting covenants with Disney's design to be in place for decades. 
the deal were publicly issued in the legal notice under the Santos handpicked board members concerned they are left them powerless to manage future developments. Oh my. Disney could challenge the Santo and the legislation in court if they moved to void the development agreement on the grounds that they are invalidating existing contract. A center of Florida attorney specializing in local government law said if lawmakers single out Disney, the corporation could urge that the action violates the Equal Protection Clause. Ooh, this law is coming up. Um, if legislature targeting existing contracts and specifically impairing the contract, then this is a constitutional problem. Remember, you Republicans, you wanted to make corporations people. Mm -hmm. Going back and avoiding contracts would be very difficult to default in court. I think Disney would have much more stronger case. It is also possible the state could urge the agreement wasn't done in accordance to state law. Summer said he hasn't found anything in his review that the state could use to get the contract voided that he thinks would hold up in court. Uh -huh. and if you don't think Disney will do this, you better watch the Santos. Like, I expect, you know, Mickey to come out and run for fucking governor at this point. He'd be a Well, you know, you know, maybe Goofy. Mm-hmm. Governor Goofy sounds better. Right, you know. We'll have you know Mickey for president, Goofy for senator. Um, in his speech, Sanders spoke about the scope of his power demonstrated by his move against Disney. Some governors in this country don't like the, to make decisions. He said they're hoping everything will kind of just fizzle out before it gets to their desk. That's not me. I mean, I'm very active. Uh, yeah, you are active in your white pump boots. Um, <laughs> Um, and I wanted to invalidate what the legislature is not moving enough. I will prod and push. I don't know what SOB is going to succeed me, but they aren't going to have anything to do. Oh, yeah, they will rebuild the state and try to calm down the largest employer in your state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, I... Yeah. The, the idea, though, at this point, like, one, it, like, hi, Republicans, you really thought it was a good idea to make Disney Corp a person. Let that one sink in for a second. That's it's, it's a pretty rich person. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, yeah, no, I, I don't think once you've made them a person, you want to take them on. Right. In court. Right. Not not on a civil rights violation, right? Because effectively, that's that's where this is going to all come down to, right? Um, no, not a good plan, not a good life plan, not not a good plan for the state of Florida, not a good plan for the residents of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, no, not a good plan for their commerce. See, this is what the mm -hmm. you, you know this is going to be out in California. Disney is going to open parks in, I don't know, Oklahoma. Disney is going to do what it takes to take money out of your state, kill your tourism, because mm -hmm. no one goes down there for the beaches anymore. No one goes down there for anything fun. They go for well, spring the, break. Spring, spring break. break. You know, where spring they have break. shootings at. Yeah. 
you know, good couple of weeks a year, and then you're you're pretty much done. Right. But I, and that's literally where it's at. Right. And that's if you survive the fact that Disney is now left. Right. Like looking at this in a future view, if you shut down Disney. Right. And so you 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 massively sink the state's economy. Right. In terms of tax revenues. Right. Um, that's going to have ripple effects across the state. Right. That that's not just going to affect Orlando and the the greater Disney metro. Right. That's going to affect the whole state. Like your budget's going to plummet. Right. Um, so then you turn around, that's going to reduce your ability to, to, because you're getting some free advertising. Yeah. If you didn't realize it or not, Mm -hmm. like the association of Florida and Disney. Right. Is almost greater than oranges. Yeah. Almost greater than oranges. I'm trying to remember. I think it's called the, uh, remember when Tammy Faye and, oh, Prostitute Man opened up a theme park. What, Jerry Falwell? Yeah, no, her yeah. husband. Jim Baker. Jim Sorry. Baker. I don't know where Jerry Falwell came in my head at. Well, he's the one that stole the network away from him. Well, yeah. The rest of the story. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So, anyway, they... Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Opened Heritage Park. Mm-hmm. I think it was Heritage Park. Let me give me. Uh, yeah, Heritage USA. They opened it up. It is sitting there, still mm-hmm. in bankruptcy court, by the way. Oh God! Wasting away. Mm-hmm. Okay, wasting away. Disney has the money to do this. Mm-hmm. Disney has the money to shut down and not blink. Disney has the money to open another theme park in another state. Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and the reality is you're not going to have the resources to take them on. No. Because you, for most communities, a Walmart deciding to peace out mm-hmm. is bad enough. Right. It's developed real estate, but it's not developed real estate that most businesses are interested in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like having an old pizza hut. You can do whatever you want to right. to the building, but everyone's going to know it's still a pizza hut. Right. Or it used to be a pizza hut. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to look like a pizza hut. Right. What the hell do you think you're going to go in and do at Disney? Yeah, I don't. It's going to look not look like Disney. Right. Like, considering the entire theme park. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse ears are everywhere. Well, considering that they don't even have to open <laughs> the park, they don't have to sell the land. They own the land. Mm-hmm. They can just pick up operation and move somewhere else and let it sit there. Well, but the state can come through and condemn it. Again, that's going to be a long-term legal challenge. And by the time you get it condemned, it's going to be a disaster area. Exactly. Um, because again, Disney lawyers are going to fight you for a very long time. Well, um, just to make a point. Right. Well, you know, images. Let's see if we've got any up-to-date yeah. images of Heritage Park that we can use. Well, and that's on top of the fact that Disney 
mm-hmm. is more than just Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, they already have elements of Disney that are abandoned. Right. Like, they've already basically been taken over and right. are a complete disaster area. Right. Um, you don't see those. You don't get to go to those. They are, mm-hmm. And thankfully, much like the rest of Disney, right. this is all contained within the park system. Right. If they don't want you to go there, you can't get there. Exactly. <laughs> So welcome to Disney. Like good luck. You, right. you, and that's another part of it. Is again, this is not like a state park where you can just go take an RV mm-hmm. or a, a four wheeler, right, and go through the park. Right. Um. It, it is a very intricate system. It is an entire town. All of the resources of a town. Well, exist within large. Disney. Pardon? As a large park, you know, they can easily freaking go, that's cute. You know, we can shut down. We can pay our property taxes that are negotiated in a contract. We can stop running your municipal areas. We can Uh shut down your water. You know, you want to run the water center? Go for it. You Uh go for it because we are no longer going to be using or paying that bill. Guess what? You want to raise hotel taxes? That's cute because Disney owns the hotels. Disney has become everything there. Oh, but here's what you don't realize. When I said Disney was a town Mm -hmm. and all of the elements of it, Disney is a town and has all the elements of it. They have their own power generation. Uh They're not reliant on the state of Florida for power generation. Quite the opposite, actually. That power generator feeds parts of florida mm-hmm. they turn it off you're gonna have a real bad day mm-hmm. um if i remember correctly they also have water rights right um because they have their own water system right <laughs> um and if i remember correctly the basically disney has first rights on that water and then it feeds out into municipal systems right. surrounding disney right they can shut that down right um like they are their own police department they are right. they have their own mouse care medical center mm-hmm. like the disney is an entire town down. like it, it is effectively a theme park that is functioning like an entire town right with hotels and you know long-term you know stayability right i believe there's even some property uh for permanent residents if i remember right right um not to mention there's the whole disney education experience and that's a whole other ball of wax right but you lose all those students right um because that's for hospitality right. uh, uh hospitality management degrees mm-hmm. and a whole other set of taxes and fees and money coming into the state because if i remember right those are uh right. those uh educational opportunities fall under uh the uh accreditation for federal money right um but you know forget that for a second but no you you have a a college a hotel system if i remember correctly i do believe there is real estate right as in you can buy a house at disney right it's insane but you can do it 
Um, but then you have this whole underground network system for all the administrative. Right. Furthermore, so, pay, Florida has to pay $1 billion to Disney. Okay. Because they dissolved the special district. Oh, that's their disillusionment clause? Yes. Oh, nice. Is that yeah. per year or is that in total? That's in total. They owe Disney $1 billion in bonds. Ouch. Okay. Ooh, in bonds? In bonds. Damn, Walt. Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking asshole. Love it, but you're an asshole. Yep. Which they is $1 million. billion dollars in debt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to make a whole lot more than that. Right. On the debt service. Yep. And then we go on to a little bit more of that. They're currently paying about $6.6 billion into Florida. $6.6 billion. So what is Florida's GDOP? Oh, their GDP? Yep. Is $1.7 trillion in 2022. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be roughly 3%. 4%. Ah, there we go. 4%. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you could lose it very quickly. Well, that's for one company, though. That doesn't even oh. talk about all the... Because I would say, much like mining in West Virginia, there's a lot of cottage industries that specifically supply Disney. Mm -hmm. And that's just Disney proper. Mm -hmm. Again, that's everything labeled Disney directly. Exactly. And that is a count. Because Disney did a whole thing like that, uh, uh, the the power generation. Uh -huh. That's a whole separate company. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the again, if I'm right about the water thing, that's a whole separate company. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have Disney anywhere on it, right? Um, so yeah, and then there's going to be businesses, you know, because God knows, you drive towards the park, you're going to find souvenir shops. Yep. All the um, cottage, but there's souvenir shops, there's restaurants, all that. Mm -hmm. That all support the path to Disney. Right. Um, that are going to, there's no tr reason right. to go to fucking Orlando. Right. Why would you go to Orlando? Right. Like, then you're going to see all the major retailers pull out. Right. Because, again, no one's coming to Orlando. Right. Why would you go to fucking Orlando? Right. There's no Disney. Right. <laughs> um, I believe that will probably just about shut down the airport. Yeah. Just about shut down the airport. It'll right. it'll start looking like a municipal airfield. Right. You know, two or three flights a week. Right. Some private planes. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Things to think about, Florida. Yeah. Things to think about. A lot of things to think about there. All right, guys, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about a murder. Ooh. Hey, everybody. Lady Gwendolyn here. And as a um, certified spiritual life coach and shadow practitioner, I have thrown together everything that I have learned to develop a program that works for 
healing our um, shadow self and focusing on how we're going to heal ourselves for the future. I work with different types of energy work such as EFT, TFT, and EFT um, energy. Uh, Reiki access bars and power forms. I've put them all together to create my own system it, that works. Um, we also work with the tarot and the oracle. So I'm not just an energy worker and a healer. I'm a psychic as well. So you can go to Lady Gwendolyn Healing, find out all about me and book with me on there. I love you guys and I will see you out there. Welcome back, goblins! My name is Jason, and I am the host of the Esoteric Book Club, a podcast that examines titles on the magical, paranormal, the mysterious, and the strange. I release two episodes a month in which I review books on esoteric topics, recap news of the weird, and conduct interviews with authors, practitioners, and experiencers. The Esoteric Book Club can be found on every major podcast service or can be streamed directly from esotericbookclub.org. Hi, I'm Asim Knight. I've been working as a psychic for more than 20 years. I was born with psychic gifts at the age of three. Um, and with that, I'm able to help you with your love. Relationships get very complicated. I help you understand what's going on, where it's headed, where your next love is, what the lesson is, and how to improve that. I also work in career and dealing with career fields and different job opportunities and things you would like to experience in your life. I use the tarot. My favorite deck is the Gilded Tarot. And that's what I normally grab. But I also read angel cards. I also read um, Ascended Master cards. And I use astrology and numerology in your readings. All that tied in together with my clairvoyant skills, I'm able to get in there and answer your important questions quickly, clearly, and fast. I look forward to talking to you. You have a great day. Alright, welcome back. You can do that over at asinmike.com. Uh -huh. Anywhere else, just feed my name into Google. That's why it doesn't say a brand. You can just feed my name into Google. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, coming in from the independent, I'm going to let you take this one, but it's very earth-shaking. Yeah, so Cash App founder killed. Latest Bob Lee stabbing leads chased by San Francisco police, but still no suspects. Cash App CEO Bob Lee was discovered near the uh, Rincon Hill area of San Francisco with fatal stab wounds. So San Francisco police say they are chasing down unspecified leads in the fatal stabbing of Cash App founder Bob Lee as the search for his killer continues. Gruesome details continue emer to emerge about the murder, which reportedly took place during an early morning mugging. But authorities have not said anything about being close to arresting a suspect. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins told ABC7 that anytime we have somebody who has committed murder, we should all be concerned if they are out and about on our streets. That is why San Francisco Police Department is working so hard to solve this case. Unfortunately, this is one that's going to take time to solve. Mr. Lee was found mortally wounded outside a luxury residential building near Rincon Hill at 2.35 a.m. on Tuesday 
after bystanders allegedly failed to help the tech mogul as he looked for help. The case has sparked fresh outrage over crime in the city, with friends revealing that Mr. Lee had recently relocated to Miami for that reason. He did comment on San Francisco deteriorating, a former MMA fighter and friend of Mr. Lee, Jake Shields, told News Nation. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there are some things there about, uh, so is it a random attack? Um, the San Francisco Police Department said in a statement that Lee was found with two stab wounds uh, to the chest in downtown San Francisco between Soma and the Financial District, a block from Google's San Francisco headquarters. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. It does look like it was a random attack. They don't know. Well, they're not sure, but... Right. They're not sure if it was random or targeted. Um, there was some comments. I'm looking at... The, it's called the Main Street Homicide um, Police Statement, uh, where Lee isn't named, but, you know, they did render aid and summon medical assistance. The victim was transported to local hospital, life-threatening injuries. What I find different is he is an MMA fighter. Now, you know, he sh sh most MMA fighters can handle this, but we are going to go ahead and get the tip line. It is 1415575444. You are in San Francisco area because we do have listeners in that area and you have any information, even though you think that it's useless, go ahead and send it out. This is a developing story. We will be keeping an eye on. Yes. That's that's kind of it's got to be very upsetting to Cash App in and of itself, the company, right. the the service, um, and people using it. I'm just interested to see um, because if I remember correctly, isn't Cash App a traded company or is it still private? I'm not sure. Oh, it must still be private. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure if Cash App had made it to being a publicly traded company yet. It is. It's, it's under Block Inc. Ah, it's under Block Inc. Right. So, where, where, oh, where are they? Um, it's SQ as its ticket symbol. Ah, there it is. So it actually is trading up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised. Okay, that's the kind of news and, and the, that typically rattles investors. Mm -hmm. Um, so to see that they are trending up. Although they are down for the last five days, down for the month, um, though they are up for the six month. So right. it, it looks like there's a little back and forth on that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the stock is the same stock that it's owned by, like PayPal, Venmo, um, Block, which owns Cash App, booms mm -hmm. in 2020, making more people beginning to send money digitally. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, no, I, that's just an unfortunate story and an unfortunate thing, um, especially for San Francisco. 
mm-hmm. to to get the reputation that it's becoming a new murder capital. Right. That regardless of whether this was a you know directed attack or a random attack, mm-hmm. the the fact that you right. know one someone so prominent and just blocks away from Google headquarters, right, could get murdered. Right. Um, it's just astonishing. I I can't see that doing anything good for San Francisco. Right. Because I, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's totally nuts. Yeah. I mean, probably not the same level, but, but very much rings sort of in the realm of, uh, Versace. Right. Being killed in the middle of what, Miami? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just things you like. Your your brain just goes what? Like the, right. you know, it's like getting murdered in Times Square. It's like right. you know what? Yeah. You can't do that. Like there's too many people around. <laughs> you just that doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, and then let's cover this one from the Times. Okay. I'm I'm debating on this because it's such a hot button developing issue. Oh. There we go. Oh, yes, that is still developing. Um, So, yes, from time. Oh, I can't pay for you time. I refuse to pay for you, actually. So, Mm -hmm. a weekend with a Memphis drag queen as Tennessee tries to restrict her art. So, Kaylee Clark is wearing royal blue. It's a snug, fishtailed, floor-length gown with cascading layers of electric blue ruffles at Clark's shoulders, with just enough of a train and sequence to serve some drama. But that's not what seems to draw some of the crowd to stand inches from the stage, nor is it her blonde wig with dark roots, hot curled and hair sprayed to stay closer to heaven, or her bejeweled fingers. The audience members stand to offer tribute to the performer, sometimes known as the Diamond Doll. It's a Saturday in mid-March, about a half hour before midnight, and inside the confines of Drew's Bar, a gay pub open under different names since the late 1960s, the Boom Boom Effect drag show is well underway. But where other performers have shimmied, Clark steps forward, then back in the very spot where other performers will land a kick split and back bend in a leotard and over the knee boots. Clark stands like a queen, back straight, head high, heels and toes together, just the way somebody's southern grandmother would advise. When Clark accepts a patron's dollar, she grasps their hand. She makes eye contact. She leaves the sense that the donor has had a moment in the sun. So it's also in a way jarring that Clark is lip syncing a rendition of Four Non Blondes' What's Up, a song about an uneasy sense of concurrent crisis and surface calm. For Clark, a Memphis drag queen approaching her 22nd year on the stage, it is a strange and unsettling moment. It's been just over a fortnight since Tennessee lawmakers, a legislature dominated by white male Republican boomers, passed a first-in-the-nation law requiring drag regulating drag performances. The legislation, which was supposed to go into effect on April 1st, but was temporarily blocked on March 31st by a federal judge, creates, quote, an offense for a person who engages in an adult cabaret performance 
on public property or in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. It applies to uh, topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a prurient interest. But while supporters cite a need to protect children from what they describe as a sexualized threat, opponents worry the policy will unleash a new era of monitoring with prosecutorial and police discretion reminiscent of a time when homosexuality and many acts of gender nonconformity were considered criminal. This week, a trial on the law's constitutionality was set for May 22nd. Yep. And this will not be the only one. This is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Well, and very much sounds like West Virginia's version of the bill as well. It is. It is. And, you know, West Virginia's, I believe it's stalled. Oh, Ooh. is it stalled? Uh, it's hard to keep up. It's It's been a very it's interesting... It's been a large attack. Yes. So just to quote it, um, so from the bill in West Virginia, mm-hmm. quote, it's a criminal offense for a person to engage in an adult cabaret performance on public property or in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a person who is a minor. Adult cabaret performance means a performance in a location other than an adult cabaret that feature, features topless dancers, go-go dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators, who provide entertainment that appeals to the prurient interest or similar entertainers, regardless of whether or not performed for consideration. Consideration meaning money. Um, that's the West Virginia version of the bill. Right. That's insane. Like just the the which I mean I know it's all describing the the same thing, but the the similarity of language. Mm-hmm. It's photocopied. It literally is photocopied from one state to another. Um, Pretty much. So yeah, it's Senate Bill. What is this? Two fifty three. Yep. Senate Bill two fifty three. And it's sitting in judicial and uh, uh, sitting in judicial committee. Honors told our witnesses. The season isn't over, and there are other methods, besi- uh, other methods besides head-on. Which I think is more worrisome, right? Um, because more than likely, that's that's going to start becoming the adult bookstore laws, right? Um, and either modifying those to include, you know, drag performers, drag shows, etc. Um, and all that goes with that, because like operating a, a, an adult bookstore in the state of West Virginia is difficult. Right. Opening one is even harder. Right. Um, because there are a number of laws surrounding that and some of them are insane. Like you cannot open one is what it amounts to. Um, the last action was returned to the Secretary of Senate, Secretary of Senate, creating a a joint ruling 56. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't look for them to give up on this one. I just look for it to come back. Right. Over and over and over again. Right. And it'll keep coming back until, unfortunately, we get some things yet. We get some rulings from the Supreme Court. We get some rulings. We get the boomers out of our Senate. Um, there was recently a um, post or a publication for a rally in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Um, and I found the, the text of the rally interesting. What I mean by that um, is what was being chanted. See if I can pull it up. Excuse me. Now, granted, they've turned out three members of the Tennessee Senate. Mm-hmm. And those were looking for legal action for that. But this rally had an interesting quote. You ban books, you ban drag queens, but we have children in body bags. Oh, yes. Shaking. Pardon? I find that a little shaking. But very true. Like you, you, you're banning drag performers. You're banning trans athletes. You're you're banning everything, but you have mm-hmm. no problem with kids in body bags. You right. will not approach gun legislation. You will not approach right. making schools safer. You just go. Good right. luck with that. Yeah. You know, sort of sort of like their Panini response. You know, for for most you know businesses right. was to tell their employees, "Good luck with that." Right. So, yeah. And also, they had a little problem with teachers. Oh, you think? Yeah. Call call to action, call out sick. This is an old labor tactic. Good job, Mm -hmm. union. Um, Call out sick. Let's use our teachers' voices and demand gun reform now. Um, this went on the 6th at 8 p.m. in the legislature's plaza. Apparently, they had a lot of teachers just taking the day off. Sick. They were sick. They were sick. I would be interested to see a work stoppage. I would be interested in seeing, I don't know, Tennessee's leading lady to go, you know what? We're closing the park. I don't need money. I done shown I don't need the money. I'm going to be paying everybody for a year, and we're closing the park until Tennessee lifts the band, the drag band. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be horrific. Oh, I think that would be insane watching them lose their mind. I'm just wondering, did Tennessee do the same? Oh, they did. Yeah, so like West Virginia bans uh, teacher strikes. Uh-huh. Tennessee also uh, bans, uh, they're illegal. 
for well, they may be illegal, but they cannot. It, it, but it goes against wage an hour. Mm-hmm. They tried to do this with nurses. It didn't work. Right. Well, actually, with nurses, the last thing they pulled was trying to force them to, to basically. Uh, not only could they not strike, they couldn't quit. Right. Like you could, they were trying to force nurses to continue working against their will. Right. Which, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> enforce slavery. Huh? You've got something over from Wisconsin. What are these morons doing? Uh, so speaking of Dolly, uh, so Wisconsin school bans Miley-Dolly duet from class concert. So this was about a week ago on March 27th. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin administrators at a Wisconsin elementary school stopped a first grade class from performing a Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton duet promoting LGBTQ acceptance because the song, quote, could be perceived as controversial. Students at Hayer Elementary School in uh, Waukesha. Oh, come on. We just had to have that over a shooting. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the the correct pronunciation. Anyway, had prepared a rendition of Rainbow Land for their spring concert, but school officials struck the song from the lineup last week. Parents in the district say the decision was made because the song encourages LGBTQ acceptance and references rainbows. Mm-hmm. Superintendent James Sir, uh, Siebert, who did not immediately return a call on Monday, confirmed to Fox... Pardon? He had to check with legal to cover his um, bigotry. But anyhow, continue. Yeah. Confirmed to Fox 6 that administrators had removed Rainbowland from the first grade concert because it might not be appropriate for the age and maturity level of the students. He also cited a school board policy against raising controversial issues in classrooms. Siebert has previously prohibited rainbows and pride flags from being displayed uh, in uh, the city's classrooms and suspended the school district's uh, equity and diversity work in 2021. Right. Quote, let's all dig down deep inside, brush the judgment and fear aside, the song from Cyrus's 2017 album, Younger Now, goes, living in a rainbow land where you and I go hand in hand, oh, I'd be lying if I said this was fine, all the hurt and the hate going on here. Mm-hmm. First grade teacher Melissa Temple said she chose the song because its message seemed universal and sweet. The class uh, concert's theme was the world and included other songs such as Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles and What a Wonderful World by uh, Louis Armstrong. Oh, My students were just devastated. They really liked this song and we had already begun singing it, Temple said Monday. Administrators also initially banned the song Rainbow Connection from the Muppets but later reversed that decision, according to Temple. Parents have been angered by the song's removal, Temple said, but she was more concerned about what the ban and other district policies against expressing LGBTQ support meant for students. Quote, these confusing messages about rainbows are ultimately creating a culture that seems unsafe towards queer people, she said. Spokespersons for Parton and uh, uh, yeah for Parton uh, Dolly Parton and uh, Miley Cyrus did not immediately respond to emails on Monday asking the artist's thoughts on the band. 
Wisconsin school board races, including uh, in the town, have become increasingly partisan in recent years. Republicans saw big gains across the state school board races in 2022 and have used the positions to challenge policies from rules about transgender kids to COVID-19 restrictions. Again, vote in your school board elections. They are used Uh for politicians, replace them. So I went ahead and pulled up the lyrics because I'm like, let's find the LGBT references here. So let's take <laughs> let's take a moment and go through this before we go to break. It won't take okay. long, I promise that. All right, here you go. Here's your lyric. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to send it that way. Here, Slamians, you know where. I'm like, I don't remember Dolly doing um, a gay song. I don't remember her talking about any gay tones. She doesn't normally do politicism. You know, that's why I'm doubting that my call for her to suspend Dolly World for a year until the Republicans can get their shit together will probably go on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find all the gay references. I'm not having any luck in it. Me either. I mean, the closest living in Rainbow Land where you and I can go hand in hand, all I'd be lying if I said that was fine. All the hurt and hate going on here. We are rainbows, you and me. Every color, every hue, every shining through. Together, we can start living in Rainbow Land. Living in Rainbow Land, where you and I go hand in hand together, let's do it together. Uh, Chase's dreams forever. I'm going to be there, going to be a greener land. Every rainbow, you and me, every color, every hue, let it shine together. We start living in Rainbow Land. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes on like that. Yeah, it, it, there's not it's on skin tone. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, and I mean, it, it's a song from Dolly Parton. It's not like we're sitting here right. uh, expecting lyrics that are going to be like, you know, obscene, mm-hmm. inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst she's done in her career is, is you know, it's a double entendre. Well, double entendre. But even at that, form. yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that's usually as close as Dolly Parton gets. Right. Um, you know, she she doesn't really do body. Right. She doesn't do that landis either. No, no, no. No. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I'm not seeing it either. So I'm going to let your son out. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be asking if you're an asshole. All right. Hi, this is Sandy Star. I'm a psychic and I work on Keen and I have been working on Keen for over 22 years. You can reach me on 01068. I deal with a myriad of subjects, but I do specialize in relationships marriages, divorces, is he cheating, is she cheating, whatever the dynamic of the relationship is, I will guide you through. I've got amazing radar for cheaters. 
So I will tell you the truth. If he or she is cheating, I can help with any subject you need me to help you with besides relationships. And I look forward to hearing from you. Again, you can reach me through Key. My extension number is 01068. I really look forward to hearing from you and helping you with whatever you need me to help you with. Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I'm a psychic medium and I work with tarot cards. I also practice Reiki and access bars. I would like to share with you what a reading with me is like. It is a blended reading of psychic and mediumship. And I deliver these messages exactly as they come through. I'm not going to mince words or add any padding. I am a professional, reliable, and honest communicator. I have readings available anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. You can book a reading with me at tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-V-A-N-N.com. And know I'll always tell you exactly what you need to hear. Hey everybody, Natalie here from The Pendulum's Path. If you are in need of guidance, direction, spiritual connection, healing, or more, you have come to the right place. I have worked as a psychic and a medium for over three years, connecting people from all over the world with their loved ones, giving them insight and guidance into their current situations, their past healings, their blockages, and what they need to know in order for them to have a better future. It would be my absolute honor if you would come to my website at www.thependulumspath.com, visit my shop. I have a whole bunch of crystals, oils, balms, mystery boxes, and more. And visit my services. I offer 15-minute, 30-minute, and 60-minute sessions. I also have email readings available if you're not comfortable with the one-on-one session with me, or if you just want to try me out. I encourage you to come visit me at the Pendulum's Path, and let's get you back on the right track today. Hey everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here from Rowan Temple of Light, and I'm here to tell you about our events this summer. First up is Beltane in the Hills, May 13th, and that is from 1 to 6. We have entertainment, we have a bunch of vendors, we have a fairy photo shoot, it's going to be exciting. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to Earth Magic or to myself. Um, after that, we have uh, Central West Virginia Pagan Pride, August 19th. That's at Holly Gray Park from 11 to 5 for the day. And we will have Sarah Masters coming down from Pittsburgh to be our keynote speaker. We have some great classes for that. So, if you want to get involved, reach out to Rowan Temple of Light at Gmail or just follow us along on Facebook at Rowan Temple of Light, and we look forward to seeing you out in the community. See you there. Ooh. Hi, welcome back. Uh-huh. So what do you think of the new breaks? You like them? I'm, I'm liking them. I'm liking them. Good. Well, it's fun out here in Asshole tonight. All right. And I found the, because it is Mountain Bears, I found a poly one. Awesome. Um, it's a little older. It, it, it's a few months old, but I think it's a valid point worth talking about. So would I be the asshole for passing on a dinner with my poly partner's parents? Good afternoon, all. A bit of a unique situation here. I, male 26, have been in a poly relationship with two other men for about a year now. 
of which they were already dating for around six years before I joined them. They are A, male 26, or excuse me, male 29, and B, male 31, and it's been an amazing year. However, given the nature of the relationship, it's been very tricky to know who to and when to disclose our romantic relationship, especially to close family members. A's parents live fairly far away, about a nine-hour drive, and I'll be meeting them for the first time this weekend, likely in about four hours, actually. They are unaware that I'm dating their son and am part of a three-person relationship with him and his original partner. I'm rather excited to say hello. However, I realize that because we're aiming to keep things a secret right now, that for this weekend, I will likely be playing the role of platonic roommate as opposed to partner. For this reason, I'm leaning towards finding my own thing to do for a lot of the weekend. A, on the other hand, would very much like for me to meet his parents. As secret partner or not, I am still his partner. I've aired my grievances about having to repress part of myself for the weekend, which generally has come across fine and is understood. However, we are all expecting to go for a dinner tonight. A, as Adam and I attend, since it will be an important first impression, while I'm considering the fact that his parents may find it odd for a roommate to join for a dinner, where they will likely want to catch up with their son and his boyfriend. I've considered giving him a firm no to going to dinner and making plans elsewhere, likely just going somewhere to play board games with friends, but I don't really want to sour his night with his family and start the weekend on a negative foot. As far as B's opinion on the matter, he fully understands both sides and empathizes with me being unable to treat them like partners. I think I should note that it's not like I'm a secret to everyone. Our entire friend group knows it, as do local sports teams that all three of us play on. So I'm not being totally hidden away, just from the parents. Okay. This one is going to sound bad. Yes. Well, one, I think everyone should. <clears throat> Two, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing this. We didn't do this. I don't play these games. Um, we just don't, you know, Mama Knight knows what goes on. Mama Knight's gender rolled her eyes and went, okay. And then now it's down to favorite son-in-law. Yeah, well, yes. What's your viewpoint? I, I don't, here's my thing. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I, and I, I think keeping it secret is a little bit of a stretch in in the use of the word secret. It's not that it's a secret. Mm -hmm. It is more so that, like, are you comfortable with this being something you discuss with your parents? Right. I think everyone has to make that choice for themselves as well as your partners. Right. Or partners. Mm -hmm. Um. Because this isn't just like, oh, hi, here's the person I'm dating. This is, oh, hi, by the way, right. you know how I was with one person? Well, I'm still with them, and we're now dating a third person. Right. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. One, that's a second coming out mm-hmm. as Polly, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone should be forced to do right any more than they should be forced to come out in the first place mm-hmm. um so it, it is a secondary closet door right um 
I don't have a problem with people, and especially in the environment that we live in, in general, wanting to, you know, wait. Right. Um, but here's the thing. It looks like within their relationship, their mm-hmm. person relationship, there are already three ideas on the subject. Right. One who's adamant that you're there, but don't tell them. One who would prefer to tell them or not be there. Mm -hmm. And a third who goes, I see both of you. Mm -hmm. I see both of your opinion, both of your opinions. I understand both your opinions. Um, I can go either way. Right. Um, That's basically what they're experiencing here. So I, I, I have more problems with the fact that their partner is wanting to be very adamant in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I, I want you to meet my parents, spend time with my parents, but I want you to do it while playing a role that isn't who you are. And by the way, you're going to have to spend all weekend pretending to be my friend, right. not my partner, while here making a good impression on my parents right i i have problems with that so i i i don't think there's anyone shitty here i think it's unfortunately a rough situation to know what is best right and so there's no real ability right to to get it wrong per se but i do think you do have to be a little more considerate of yourself your partners and what they're you know what you're asking them to do right and whether or not that's reasonable right and i think it's a little hard for someone to spend a week uh, at least a weekend pretending to not be in a relationship with someone while in their own home exactly that's a little bit of a stretch mm-hmm. um and if they don't want to do that willingly, right? Which it sounds like, to some degree, he's excited to meet his his in laws. Mm-hmm. Just not excited about like, okay, but then I have to pretend to be your roommate, right? Versus the partner whose parents are coming is like, I want you to meet my parents and pretend to be my roommate, and I don't yeah. see why you should have a problem with this, right? And it's like, no, I think you both really, and the last four hours is a horrible time to have to do it and probably well past now. Right. Um, but the last four hours is a rough time to choose to, to have that debate as right. to what is best. Right. So I, I don't know. It sounds like OP is looking for vindication. Right. Um, because four hours was not enough time to post this online and get any useful information from anyone. No, not at all. I mean, I, I doubt the first four hours brought uh, them anything. Actually, they didn't get much to begin with. No, it took about three, well, it took a good bit. Yeah. 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 And I find that, you know, in all the parents I've dealt with, and believe me, I have, you know, I say I have an army of moms, I also have an army of mom-in-laws. Uh-huh. Um, if you act natural, they act natural. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't act natural, they don't act natural. Well, and I think there's some you know form of mirroring that goes on in any situation mm-hmm. because that's fundamentally the the uh, so to speak psychological trick. Right. Um, in any situation where you're putting someone I- into well that when you put people into a situation that's unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and may, you know, be ambiguous for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to feel. I don't know how to act. If you project mm-hmm. confidence and so forth, you get it in return. Right. Versus if you act like it's a dirty secret, they're going to act like you did something wrong. Exactly. So fair enough on that one. Um, I just, I don't know. I like, I, neither one's getting what they want. So it's almost a compromise. It's almost a compromise. It's just, yeah. And really, was there any follow-up as to like what happened? There hasn't been. There's been commentary, um, you know, that it needed to be an at-home situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's brought up in the future, then I'll keep it in mind. Not something, uh, not something to do in a private space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I think it should be done private. Of course, I don't think there needs to be a conversation. You're not there that often. You act natural. You do your thing. Yeah, it's still hard though. Yeah. I mean, because you're, you're, that can alter and change everything about two people's dynamic. Right. That, like, you know, that can change sleeping situations, that can change how two people talk to each other and interact, and, you know, there's going to be very little intimacy, and, and I don't mean sex, I just mean, like, intimate touching. Right that's not gonna like set off a parent radar of what the hell's going on here why are you cheating on your boyfriend right to either partner yeah um, so mm. yeah and that can be problematic um i just don't like the dishonesty sorry it looks like lying to me mm. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm not opposed to people waiting. But I think there's more honest ways to wait. Right. I'll, I'll grant you that. There's more honest ways to wait. I think OP had the right idea. Mm-hmm. Is if we're not going to rip the Band-Aid off. Right. Then why am I here? Right. Like, it would be easier for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. If I played the true part of a roommate, right, instead of third wheel, right, and just got out of dodge for a couple right. of days, like meet the parents, say hi to the parents, right, great to meet you, parents, mm-hmm. and get out of dodge for a couple of mm-hmm. days, that would make more sense. I'm right. with OP on that. That would make more sense, right. Apparently very into sports, OP. Very, very into sports. Oh, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Looks like another video game fanatic. Also, very active Reddit user. But OP, come on. 
We need an update. We need an update. Anyway, moving on to poly advice. Yes. So struggling with feelings of worthlessness after my boyfriend had a threesome with strangers while we were on vacation together. Hi all, I am dating a guy and I really like him. We were open in terms of our relationship and we have explicitly spoken about it being okay for us to sleep with other people and have romantic interest in other people. We have been talking and visiting each other for about six months. This week, I decided to come and visit him in his town. I got an Airbnb for a week, a car rental, and planned a, brunch, a bunch of cute stuff for us to do. Yesterday, I was feeling a little sick with allergies and stressed with some ongoing work stuff, as well as dealing with a chronic illness. I told him I was going to be having a bit of a chill night, and he said that he was just going to go hang out with a friend. We had plans to get together today at noon, but he didn't come over until 3 and took an hour-long shower. We ended up doing nothing the entire day. He told me about how he had met a cute couple at the bar while I was sick at home, and that he went out and got drunk and had his first threesome with them. While uh, these were total strangers, he almost didn't tell me. I was worried about where he was all night, and I was feeling very lonely and left out. He never called to invite me. He never thought of bringing his partner into the mix. We had talked about having a threesome together before, and it was something I really, uh, I really, really was interested in, given the right people. But what really hurts me is that I spent $1,000 and a great deal of time and effort to seek out intimacy with someone for him to turn around and become intimate without me. I hate myself for feeling so sick all the time and being so insecure and feeling so needy. I understand that I don't want to be everyone and everything for everyone, but this was our special time together and I don't really feel special. I'm going to let you take a shot at this one first. Okay. I, um, I think this is another one that you almost have to work backwards. Right. And it's like, so you ended up not feeling special after spending $1,000 to go visit your uh, boyfriend that you're in an open relationship with, and you are already staying somewhere else for this visit. Okay. And you, you know, so he, you get sick. Mm -hmm. um, he decided to, uh, he met a couple, uh, I believe, and decided to go out for a night of drinking. Mm -hmm. Well, he went out for a night of drinking. Yeah. Met a couple at the bar. Right. Met a couple for the bar, uh, at the bar uh, during a night of drinking. Right. Which I would think would be something that since you're living separately and you're in an open relationship is just like any other Thursday night, Friday right. night, whatever night it is. Right. Um, I struggle to believe that he's done anything totally out of bounds here. I don't think he's running anything out of bounds either. Yeah. Um, in my viewpoint. I also, you know, she throws in chronic illness. Yeah. And this gets me. Mm -hmm. Is when people use it as a crutch. Oh, I have a chronic illness. Yes, you have a chronic illness. You told him you were sick, i.e. go away in his mind. 
leave me alone. Go do your own thing. I'm just going to stay home, deal with some work stuff, and basically do nothing. It's yeah. what you said well, and that you were going to do. Yeah, you literally said, I told him I was going to be having a bit of a chill night, and he said he was just going to go hang out with a friend. Right. I'm not I... face problem here. But no. Face problem is that you made agreements, you made allowabilities. You didn't say, "Look, while I'm in town this week, we it's generally us two. Nobody else is playing games yet," which is unfair to do, especially if he has other relationships going on, which is most likely if he's an active poly male. Although he says first threesome, so I'm questioning where we're at with that. I would expect that to already have happened. Um, eh, not necessarily. Sometimes it's easier to find individuals than to find like a couple that you're interested in both. Right. That's why they call it unicorn hunting for a reason. Right. Or, you know, dragon hunting. Yes. Depending on which one you're deciding to take on that day. Mm hmm. But. I can understand you being in your feelings, but also manage, you know, it's something that, you know, I'm learning to do is manage expectations. And I'm not talking about manage expectations for people. I'm talking about managing your own expectations. What can you logically get done in a zero day or an empty day? What can you logically expect from your partner to do during your zero date with you? Well, and I think that's the bigger issue. Though Shannon brings up, sounds like they're upset because their partner did something without them that they wanted to try and be in control of the situation. I think that's a part of it. I think it's uh, the other part of it is you wanted something from your partner that you didn't explicitly ask for, that you right. actually explicitly effectively implied um, that you didn't want or didn't need or weren't expecting. Right. Um, and now you're upset because you didn't get any of the things you wanted. That right. she, one, you can probably communicated the threesome, which yeah. it one, if you're adding two people to a to two people, that's no longer a threesome. Right. So that's a, that's a totally different situation. Right. That's a foursome. But it, notice how she labeled that. Mm-hmm. About the threesome with the right person. Right. You know, you know, that's <clears throat> control who the right person is for you, your boyfriend, for everyone else. Well, and, I... Yeah, I, I I don't even have a problem with that. It just, it basically is you wanted this to be something that the two of you had. Right. Was this threesome. Mm -hmm. And you can still have that. Like, he didn't take anything away from you. Right. He went and became a single part of a threesome with mm -hmm. a couple. Um, That's different. Yeah. Um, that's like my part one part two i'm sorry you're dealing with chronic illness but again it looks like you did everything to say i'm fine you go out i'm good do whatever you want i'm just right. gonna sit here at the house yeah but then you got mad 
Because while you were getting what you said you wanted, which was to just take a chill night and, you know, that's it. Right. And okay, honey, you go off and go hang out with a friend. I don't care. Which apparently you didn't mean because you do care. You you wanted something totally different. You wanted him to come be supportive. Or you're just mad at the situation and think that, you know, a good partner. Mm-hmm. And I put that in air quotes because that is that is a road to disaster. Right. A good partner would have known mm-hmm. to stay at home. Right. Or instead of going out and doing something really fun, mm-hmm. should have at best gone out with their friend and been not unhappy, miserable, but not had a really good time. Right. I. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I don't get and what I really, you know, it annoys me in some poly situations that I've seen mostly on Reddit um, mm-hmm. is they label these connections, they label these relationships open poly. They label, they say that one thing, but then they get upset about another. Like, where's your negotiation skills? Where's your ability, like, where's the work you were supposed to have done on being codependent? Right. Because <laughs> Here's a newsflash for everyone. Codependency mm-hmm. and poly don't, don't work together very well. No. You get this. You get this. Yeah, you get this insanity. And also saying one thing and meaning another. Mm-hmm. You don't get both. No, if you told him to go out, you should have done so with the expectation. And we're, I'm a big fan of the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I, I really truly am. Like, it, say what you mean, and when you say it, don't expect it to be, oh, I'm just going to go have a boring night with my friend, so okay, I'll give you permission for that. All right. Sure, honey, you go out and have, you know, and just hang out with your friend. That's that's fine. Right. With the expectation it's going to be another boring night at a bar and just nothing happens. No, you start with, like, what is the best thing that can happen and then are you okay with that and should you be okay with that like if if your partner is going to go out there's any number of things that could happen well there's any number of things that could happen but there's also that statement of you know being you know of you know i don't need you tonight right like, you let him off the hook. You you didn't say, you know, what I really need is for you to rub my feet and tell me how amazing I am because I feel really bad because of my chronic illness and, you know, my allergies and everything else. And I just really like a night alone with you. Mm-hmm. If you mean that, please say that. Yeah. Say I it. don't think but your boyfriend's going to mind. No, your boyfriend's going to jump at the chance for that. But on the other side of that, and, you know... It's kind of like when you had your neck surgery. Mm-hmm. My life didn't stop. No. We kept rolling and rocking and balancing. And you know, you got your neck surgery. We took care of you. We ran the businesses. Everything kept moving. You went to an event. Yeah. 
And I was literally still laying here taking pain meds and like, you know, hi, this was just a few years ago. You know how our pain meds are to get. That's not a long script. So this is in the early days after my surgery. Right. And no, I was like, you're going to the event. Like pack your, because you were like, oh, I shouldn't go because, you know, you're all laid up from surgery. And right. This is really bad timing. And I, you know, I'm going to feel guilty and blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up, put your shit in a bag, get in the car and go to the event. Right. I'm fine. There's nothing you can do here. Right. But watch me sleep. Which was entertaining in itself. <laughs> it was until I figured out that um and and I'll admit to it freely. Um the doctor's directions for my medication were bullshit. Right. So we modified those and, and because otherwise, if I took it as written, mm -hmm. I spent the better part of two days taking the prescription as written. Mm -hmm. And I kept doing that, almost falling asleep and then startling awake. Do you know what you want to not do when you have had just had neck surgery? I don't know, maybe not startle away. Anything. Startle awake is a bad, bad situation to be in. Right. Um, so anyway, but so all you were going to be able to do for me here was right. watch me sleep. Right. Maybe bring me another glass of water and, you know, hand me my bottle of pills and, you know, fluff my pillow. Right. I don't need any of those things. I'm fine without those things. I can manage without those things. We have the invisible assistant here. Who is just as capable of fetching water pills and you know microwaving soup, right? As the next person, right? I don't know. I he know. makes this a little thinner than I do, but anyhow, no. point being is Go. that you didn't need me, and it, you know. So when you didn't need me, I went and done other things. I went to an event. I went. To, I continued touring at the time. Um, just FYI, this was 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, I continued dating, I continued everything. We just made sure that you know you weren't alone. Was it 2019? Was 2019. Wow, yeah, I got my neck fixed right before the panini. Yeah, yeah, I finished physical therapy in the middle of a, of a panini. Yes, you did. That was horrible in and of itself. That's why I've chosen to forget parts of it. That's fine. You can choose to forget <laughs> anything you want that's non-valid. But what I'm saying here is everybody kept moving on. I have my zero days. You know, I have, we believe my RE under control for the moment. There are days that I am like, nah, dude, you're going to have to go to Walmart. Someone needs to set me up for the night. You know, to get everything in the control that I needed in so that I can work. And I'm just going to push my energy into what benefits us most, which is work. You want to go, you know, hang out with John or Susie or whoever, go for it. I can't. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's not like I'm crude and I'm just going to be like, oh, you're down. I'm running away now. Right. Like, I no, and I don't think that's what happened with OP and her boyfriend here either. It's, oh, you're down. I'm going to run away and go play. 
No. no, that's what you're trying to make it sound like, but no, as in yeah. OP is trying to make it sound like that is what right. happened. And it's like, no, it isn't. It really isn't. Um, you 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 allowed this, you created this. You, you told you, him to go do it. You yeah, you you need to own it. Yeah. Um, so no, and you know, it wasn't like work was the only thing you got to do while I was like was recovering from neck surgery. Oh, um, I told you to go have fun and do whatever you want. Sure. You know, like, hi, Disney. Speaking of Disneyland, Disneyland is closed. This theme park ride is shut down for maintenance. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh -uh. There's not much I can do. Right. If every time I move, it sort of hurts. Right. Like sitting hurts, laying down hurts, rolling over in bed hurts. God forbid I turn my head for any reason. Exactly. Uh, no. Right. Please go have fun with other people. I don't want to deal with that disaster. Right. Um, you know, like, hi, I'm no, I'm no. not over here. Thanks. Right. Just, just keep the, the the liquids coming my direction exactly. like solid food again. <laughs> but you know. That's the point. But if you, but what is going on here and what she's done is if you had gotten upset. Over what? After saying that. I didn't even get upset when I got woken up. <laughs> I know. I just thought I hallucinated it and then found it really cool when I was like, not a hallucination? That's hilarious. Yeah. That's where I was at. Hey, Brenda. Um, but yeah, Shannon summed it up best. Oh my God, you can't read my mind. You're not the one for me. You're going to go through a lot of frogs if that's your criterion for Prince Charming is you can read my mind and know that when I tell you to go do something, right. I mean, don't go do that and take care of me. Right. That's That's horrible. Horrible Prince Charming criterion. Well, not only that, that's impossible Prince Charming criteria. Okay, you're not going to find Prince Charming. You're not going to find you know uh, shield yielding char uh, priestess charming in any of that. No. Okay, and this should be a very good lesson to you in polyamorously dating. Mm -hmm. See what you mean, mean what you say. Otherwise, it ends horribly. Well, otherwise, you end up being all hurt and bothered. And it's like, no, you don't get that right. Nope. You yeah. know, implicitly sad. You said go. He went. You got the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liken it to if you get sick and, you know, you have tickets to a concert mm -hmm. and you, you know, you expect it to just be another boring concert because you have the worst seats in the house. So you just go on to the concert. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then randomly your partner goes to the, to the concert. Through a miracle situation, someone has decided that if you're sitting in row 13, seat 33, you have magically won a backstage pass. Right. And your partner 
gets to go backstage and meet the artist mm -hmm. after the show and they go to dinner and and they have amazing photo op and blah 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 all these wonderful things happen you know gets their home phone number you know now they know some superstar right would you be mad at your partner for going on to the concert you told them to go to or are you really mad at yourself for not really saying what you meant mm -hmm. and being upset that you didn't get to have that opportunity right i think it's the latter not the former and i think you you got to be honest about it right and go this is what i'm really mad about right you're really mad that you didn't set your expectations you're really mad that you chose to get an expensive place to stay in and spend money that apparently you don't have to see your partner and you're mad that you either a didn't manage your allergies and you know pre-warn oh i get this and i get that so we need to manage this this and this mm -hmm. And now you're mad that, you know, he had an experience that sounds like you've had before, but he hadn't. Or but, that you want. Right. It's sort of like my analogy of going to the concert and getting the backstage pass right. and meeting the person. Like, if that's what you really like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I want to do that. Uh-huh. As most people who go to a concert would, and the best you can typically come up with is like, what are the cheapest tickets? Like, uh -huh. I'll sit behind a column. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm good. I'm good. 50 bucks. Okay, cool. I'll sit in the nosebleeds on tier two and in the corner. Right. You know, next to the projector dude and all the heat from the lamp. Right. Because I just want to go to this concert. Um, so to magically have that turn into a backstage pass and everything you could ever dream of wanting. Right. But I don't know. That would have to be an amazing threesome. But, and it doesn't sound like it was if he's just drifting that day. And that's what he's yeah. doing. That's what I call it, is when you're just trying to recover from the vulnerability overload. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all that considered here, What's your advice? Uh, I think start with a conversation and in it, you need to start that by realizing what your real problem is, mm -hmm. what you're really upset over, mm -hmm. and then renegotiate what you want and expect from this relationship if it's something different than what you said, mm -hmm. or if you reflect on this you should realize that you got what you wanted right. so did he mm -hmm. and really neither of you did anything wrong right but unfortunately someone got the golden ticket mm -hmm. and you didn't because you were sick and at home and it's not the only ticket to the factory that's the other part of is there acting like it'll never happen again? Please. No, it, it'll happen again. Like most things in life are, are repeatable or something better will come along that you want more. Right. 
you know, this this one event, this one thing mm-hmm. that arguably sounded like something you really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Is it really something that, that you can't live without? Right. That you're just going to be upset in 50 years about? Right. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Other good things will happen to you. Other things will come along that are better than. Right. And you won't even remember this or care about it. It'll be his story, not yours. Right. You know, and you'll get some emotional sympathy from your friends for the the night that you were sick and your boyfriend went out and had this amazing threesome. Uh Uh-huh. While you were at home trying to feel better. Right. The other part of this little story that got me was his first threesome. And And it was like, let him practice on somebody else true 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 like Like well here's the thing though and kind of going back to my concert and backstage pass analogy Mm -hmm. i don't even know that you have the whole thing in your head correct right i mean you're not giving us enough detail to know what happened during that threesome Mm-hmm. you've made it in your head at least i believe um a lot better uh, like it's perfect and everything went perfect and it was great mm-hmm. it could have been over in less than five minutes and this couple is like my god get out um you know and it really wasn't anything special um i don't think you're leaving any room for that like right. you, you've assumed that if he got the thing you wanted, mm-hmm. then it must have been everything you wanted. Right. Is that true? Like I could want a backstage pass and that would be my dream and you get it. And I like, oh my God, you're so lucky you got the backstage pass. Right. And your version of getting the backstage pass is you meet them for five seconds someone snaps a a camera three inches from your face with the flash on and you've had too much to drink at the concert so you barfed all over the performer right like yeah i don't think anyone's telling that story (laughs) like that's nope or it was for an artist that i've already met for an artist you've already met for an artist you really don't like isn't your life right i mean meeting donnie would be amazing meeting you know nickelback would be amazing Mm -hmm. meeting however katie perry katie's cute she's a nice conversationalist nothing to write home about like Mm -hmm. you know she's very busy artist um and while she's lovely it's like paint, meeting paint. It's a conversation. It's a nice conversation, but it's nothing to write home about what you have to do in a great house. Kids, wonderful. You know, you move on. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think. Oh my God, this is what I want in my life. This, this is the thing. Right. It's the oh well, I you know I met Katy Perry and that was kind of cool and you know huh, I yeah. know a celebrity. She put on fifteen pounds, you know, and having to get Tony for her dresses. You know, Coco is going to be so mad at her, but uh, 
It is what it is. It's not this. That's what I'm looking for. Magnitudable situation, life-changing situation. That well, just... and I, I think OP's jump to a lot of conclusions. Right. And, and it sounds like that may be a thing for OP. Right. Um, is just to assume, like it's it's it sounds like this is filled with a lot of black and white thinking. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it's either perfect or it's horrible. Right. It's either everything you hoped and dreamed of or, oh, my God, it was a total disaster. Right. You know, I mm, mm-hmm. I, I think temper your expectations. If it wasn't the first thing out of his mouth when he came back from it, right. probably was not yeah. the the hopes and dream maker that you you've created. Well, not only that, but the other part of that is realizing that he wasn't even going to bring it up. So let me break you down into male species of thought. If he wasn't even going to bring it up, it probably didn't hit his top five list. Maybe not even his top ten list of things I've done last week. Um, It's just a bucket list at that point. It's like check. Check. You know, it's like I went to DC, I drove through DC, yay, went to DC, check type situation here, girl. So I would be questioning, you know, the bigger tell here will be if the couple asked him back mm-hmm. on whether it was even worth it. Yeah. Okay. So before you go running your witch hazel up. And getting yourself all upset, realize what you negotiated, what you agreed to, and then question how it has to do with your self-worth, because that's your thing of struggling with self-worth, when it has nothing to do with self-worth. It has everything to do with communication. It has everything to do with setting and being honest with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, plus Brenda brings up a point. If she went, then everything wouldn't be the same as that night uh, was, so it may have all gone differently. Yeah. It's like we always tell people each decision changes the situation and outcome. And that's very true. And I also call it rose-tinted glasses. Yep. And, and the problem with that you know, hindsight thing is you always think, like, you know, there's there's the classic question, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? And you assume that killing Hitler, you know, like say you you know, baby Adolf in a crib, you you smother the little bastard. Right. Great. You've prevented the Holocaust. You you've changed the course of history for the better. Six million Jews do not die. A million plus other people do not die. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the world totally changes. World War, World War II never happens at all. World War I doesn't happen. Right. It, it's all a great and wonderful, sunshiny outlook of what it means if you were to go kill Hitler as a baby. Well, see, here's the bigger debate, though, as if it's even possible, because he was in, mortally injured in World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, he was shot by a British soldier in Austria in World War One. That's the whole reason that he was not on the front lines in World War One. 
and was in Vienna and met the guy that actually made Hitler. Because few people realize that Hitler was made. He wasn't born. Um, and basically, he wasn't born this horrible monster that, that went on to do these things. He lived a portion of his life and then... Right. Because of life situations, he was selected, mm -hmm. built up, and pointed in a direction. Right. Like creating yeah. a bomb, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people do not realize those facts of history when they're debating this. Well, if I can go back in time and kill Hitler, would it still happen? Hitler is actually not the being you need to kill. True. Like... Killing Hitler, stopping the Holocaust, two different concepts. Yeah. Two very different concepts. Yeah. Um, they they are whoot, apart. Yeah. Um, because this is more so an ideological movement that happened to a person that promoted a person into a position of power right. that in turn led to a horrible series of tragic uh, events that are uh, abominable. Right. That, you know, but then again, even with that, you assume if you were to remove the person that created Hitler or would be able to create another Hitler mm -hmm. person, that you stop all these horrible things and the world is a good place for it. Right. Again, is that even true? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that the, uh, at no point do I ever want to get quoted as saying that the, the Holocaust was a wonderful thing and we should be grateful for it. No. I'm also not saying that by its very definition that not having the Holocaust mm -hmm. would in turn make the world a beautiful, wonderful place with, you know, like wonderful ideas and all these wonderful things. Right. It would fundamentally mean none of uh, none of the people impacted by the Holocaust would have ever been impacted by the Holocaust. It would also mean that we would not be using the word Holocaust because no such thing exists. Right. That would not be a conceptual thing we could explain to people. You would sound insane to talk about someone rising to power in such a way that they eventually, you know, capture and put in concentration camps a large group of their population and then exterminate them right the the concept would make you sound like you're batshit crazy right like who would ever do such a thing right how would how would a, a country's people allow such a thing right again the bystander effect that we now know of as part of the holocaust you know that it's not happening to me i'm grateful for that i i'll i'll ignore what these horrible people are doing exactly but so, and, yeah. and see this is the parts of history that isn't on for those that are wanting or wanting a tag go look up the real society um it will be a very eye-opening experience if you haven't studied untaught history um because Hitler was made. He was he was taught. He was designed. He was communicated. He was put into power by um, a number of people with the ability to understand how to manipulate the society. Mm -hmm. um, and we even see it here in the part like the U.S. you know refusing Jewish refugees 
and sending the sh setting the ship out of the port of the New York is never talked about. We always talk about how we defeated Hitler. Well, for a time there was debate on whether we were going to defeat him or be with him. Um, and it was around the late 30s, early 40s, when he was coming to power. Uh -huh. You know, so these are things that, you know, society, you know, likes to cover and sweep underneath the rug. Um, so when you get into the debates of what if you go back and kill Hitler, well, that's fine, but you got to kill these other five people to even get to possibly changing the timeline. Um, including, you know, including the, and what's interesting is the gentleman that shot Hitler in World War One is also believed to be the colonel that turned around and freed France. Mm -hmm. so which do you want there? You want to free well, France or you want to, you know, kill a useless, you know, I think he was like first commander, well, not even that, he was like a lieutenant. Yeah. Well, my whole... Point being, though, that, you know, there, there's this rosy outcome scenario mm -hmm. that the world minus the Holocaust is a wonderful, beautiful place. Is it, though? Does it n potentially mean that, you know, no, a Holocaust does not occur in, you know, Germany in the 30s and 40s? Like that event itself doesn't occur does it mean that some other dictator in some other country in some other time mm -hmm. has an original or or is created in such a way as to have this original idea that they name something else entirely the right. thing goes on to potentially be more devastating or maybe not as de devastating right but occurs and then it becomes a new thing right that fundamentally the that we learned in a sense from the holocaust to to never let that happen again anywhere mm -hmm. for any reason whatsoever this is a horrible thing to do and all the red flags towards it occurring and so the Holocaust itself stopped any future Holocaust. But has it though? I want to say yes. I think that's an event bad enough in history that it's like, no, 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 we don't ever do that again. Right. You know, it, it's sort of like uh, the Cold War era. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, this idea that, that, you know, we're going to weaponize countries to a point that you're going to obliterate the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can move to that again. Like, I, I think it becomes you either obliterate the world mm -hmm. or you move on. Right. Like, it, in, 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 in essence, finding nuclear armament prevented a future development of a thing that completely obliterates the world. Because we already mm -hmm. have one. Why do you keep looking for a second one? Well... They keep looking for a better one. That's the problem. Well, but I think it also has had benefit in finding better ways to avoid the point in which we obliterate the world to right. solve our problems. Well, true, but at the same time there, we're still saying 
people not teaching history, so they don't get the lesson. They don't understand why, you know, there's a Geneva Convention and what that Geneva Convention actually means. And then we have courts that cannot, we have countries not enforcing the Geneva Convention or the, you know, the international courts. Um, otherwise, we would see Putin in handcuffs right now. We would see Trump in handcuffs in a, in a international prison right now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the U.S. done a lot of half-hearted stuff when it came to the um, Second World, the ending of the Second World War. Mm -hmm. um, Operation Paperclip for one of them. Right. So, it is what it is. But it is an interesting thought experiment. It is. It's a great thought experiment. It's a wonderful thought experiment for people to actually play out. Um, you know, kind of like the thought experiment. Hello, file of ice that you just opened for uh, some unknown reason. Pardon? I just had a window that I tried to get open like two hours ago pop up. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great thought experiment to to learn the theory that, you know, our hindsight of decisions that we've made in our life. Mm -hmm. And, well, oh, if I'd only known then what I knew now. And, mm -hmm. oh, if I had done this instead of that, my whole life would have been better. Would it, though? You think it would. You think right. it would. I like. I am sure there, there, and again, I in am in no way discouraging people from addiction recovery, nor am I encouraging drug use with this. But a lot of people have this moment where, if they had never done drugs, mm -hmm. their life would have turned out so much better. Right. I think it would have turned out so much different. Right. Better is subjective. Right. Better can not always be better. Correct. But, you know, it's kind of like if, you know, some things I think the universe will not allow humans to avoid. Mm -hmm. going to happen one way or another. Society is going to learn this lesson. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you look at um, the development of BMW? No. Yeah, it is the development of BMWs during the World War II. Um, and why they were built so much stronger. And it was because of the assassination. Mm -hmm. um, if he, you know, and the whole idea there was if, the, and this is why, like, normally in Europe you see the officials driving in BMWs. Is if he had been in his official car that was not a convertible, then there would not have been an assassination. So that would not have given room for the start of the aggressions. Uh -huh. um, well, and there's a lot of events. Well, in addition, like Brenda would not own her Jeep. Right. We wouldn't know what a Jeep is because we would have never needed a Jeep. Right. Why would we have developed one? Right. Again, I'm nothing. Nothing that came out of the Holocaust makes the Holocaust worth it. Never, oh, yeah. ever would I ever say. 
But these are changes in the world that would occur. Right. Jeep wouldn't exist. That wouldn't be a thing. No one would want. No one would want a Jeep. Why would you? What you don't know what that is. That's not a thing. Right. And that is actually General Patton. Pardon? He, he designed General is the Patton or Patterson, one of the two, designed the Jeep. They got sick oh. and tired of everything the military was buying. So they sat down with paper and pen and sculpted out from what they had in their mind what they wanted the army what this vehicle needed to do right you need to be able to do this you need to be able to go here you need to be able to do these things we can't buy a car off the market right yeah uh without as shannon points out without world war ii we wouldn't have come out of the depression when we did right we actually deeper into the depression yeah, well, and, and here's another thing. You wouldn't be reciting the Pledge of Allegiance in schools. You would not have In God We Trust on money. Right. That came out of World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, actually, excuse me, World War II slash uh, the Cold War. It's kind of an overlap. Well, we didn't get the Cold War until World War II when we were debating over who got the spoils of war. Right. Well, That's what I'm saying. There, there is an overlap on that one. The pledge yeah. is on the World War II side. The, um, uh, then God we trust is out of the Cold War. Right. Yeah. So, you know, these are things in history that we will deal with over and over again until we start teaching our children proper history and stop what I call whitewashing it. And yes, I'm using the term correctly. It means to cover up the dirty details. Uh Make it all pretty and sanitary. Right. Uh, Which is what has occurred continually in history. Like, you know, the Bureau Society, you'll find that in No Texas History Book. Uh The mention of secret societies is in No Texas Book, because then it starts bringing up questions about... Where, you know, my daddy's a mace, and why is he a mace? And, well, my daddy does this, why is he this? You know. Oh, yeah, so Shannon says, my kids still find out uh, facts you wouldn't believe and learned that the Nazis were putting on parades in Madison Square Garden. Yes. You're in the U.S., yeah. 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 Weird things, weird things. Um, yeah, so the, uh, Shannon goes on, they just stare slack-jawed and ask me what was wrong with people. What was wrong with the world was the the magnitude mm-hmm. of this had so far exceeded. I think the ability to, under, to, to even know what one does in this yeah. situation. Plus, there was a brief period... I don't want to say the Nazi party seemed harmless. That's not true. I I think there was an obvious potential for harm. I I think there was a point, though, where sort of like being a Tea Party Republican. Right. No one who was a Tea Party Republican saw the idea of January 6th riot as being the future. It was, we want an anti-establishment conservative party. Mm -hmm. Like, we we want this totally different, kind of wild, kind of crazy, you know, shake them up Republican party. 
Right. No one foresaw, no, you know, and everyone was like, y'all are flipping crazy. Right. And we just kind of all, you know, laughed and, you know, went, okay, this is nuts. This fucking Alaska chick is going to fucking make us laugh. She's not going to be elected president. She came close. She came closer than one would have hoped, but yeah. But nowhere did we see that and go, you know what's going to happen next, right? There's going to be a riot at the Capitol. Right. They're not in in X years time. What uh, over a decade? Um, if I remember roughly where that was at, because that was what two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, okay, so almost two decades at that point. Um. So you know, nowhere did anyone think in a couple of decades this is going to turn into. Right. A flippant riot at a capital wanting to to invalidate the results of a uh, of a federal presidential election. Well, here's an interesting oh. thing, though. Here's mm-hmm. a real interesting thing. Okay, this is 2023. During the 20s, they were fighting for the woman's right to vote. Now we're fighting for the trans woman's right to exist. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. That's where we are, humans. It seems so slow. Right. In comparison. But but also the, the point being is sometimes it's the little shit. Yeah. It's not the big shit. It's the little shit that turn that, that mounts and grows and, and becomes a thing. And then and that's kind of what I'm saying with the Nazi Party is originally it didn't start out you know, okay, yeah, these people are a little off kilter, mm-hmm. but they seemed, I don't know, not necessarily harmless, but they're in over their heads. They're going to fuck this up. They can't possibly do this. Right. Much like many of us would have sat and looked at the Tea Party Republicans and been like, yeah, that's that's cute, y'all. Mm. You know, y'all Kata, go have fun. Um, you know, and I'm sure we said crap like that. Yeah. And then January 6th occurred and it's like, holy shit, how did we get from here to there? Well, we got from here to there by ignoring the alt-right faith movements. We got there by ignoring the Jerry Falwell as, oh, he's just a crazy man with a suitcase. Um, (laughs) we get there and that even ties back into some deeper you know, movements of him taking over the PRN, i.e. the 700 Club, and using those assets to influence the Southern Baptist. Um, And the congressional move with that. You know, the lack of literacy in this country being at such an alarming rate that drag queens have to get up off their normal routine of life and go read to your children so they'll at least be able to pass the standard up oh, what was that pass the standard reading exam that your republican governors press through the board of education to sanction and try to control the method of education of your students mm-hmm. and no this isn't conspiracy this is fact after fact after fact of one choice equals another choice that causes another effect that your liberals 
of what you classify as evils keep trying to pick up, clean up, take care of, clean up, fix this debt, fix that debt, fix this, fix that, and getting rebuked every time they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, Shannon also points out the Nazis were promoting the idea of blonde hair, blue eyed, superior race uh, of a blue uh, blonde hair, blue eyed, superior race that appealed to the races. Part of it. Here's the weird part and another, you know, fun things they don't teach you in history class. This wasn't even really a new novel concept, right. nor was it an obscure one right. at the time. Eugenics was considered a legitimate idea. Right. That we were going to, uh, like, literally top scientific minds of the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. thought we could breed out like you would do with, you know, horses or dogs or whatever. Defect. Right. That that we were going to breed out mental health problems. We were going to breed out the, the, all these things, these undesirable characteristics. And traits. That, and traits that they had established. Mm-hmm. That we were just going to selectively breed our population mm-hmm. and develop a higher being. Right. And this was considered a totally valid mm-hmm. concept. No one was sitting there going, oh, that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the genetic design children mm-hmm. that are coming. Where do you think that science that science, that theory oh, of it is yeah? Oh, they're here. Like they started that back in the the what nineties? They've started the experiments. They haven't started the actual like mass market. We can walk in, order a brown hair, brown eyed, five foot two baby boy. Um, born in the sign of Aries. Uh, no, I think you pretty much could. Uh, it's not that big of a hop, skip, jump, and a leap. Um, like one, we 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 are already technically, if you're having uh, in vitro fertilization, you know that the, you you are being implanted with a number of embryos at any given time. Generally, they're going to know the sex of those embryos. Or, or have a good idea. Um, more importantly, though, to the whole thing is, yeah, they're looking at the genetic structures there and even, you know, no, maybe not exactly at the point of implantation, but within the first month or two, mm-hmm. they're going to do genetic testing to make sure this child is not going to be born with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm that this child does not have any severe physical defects, Mm -hmm. they're going to be able to, with that genetic profile, tell you a lot about this child within a range. You know, it's, again, it's not perfect. Right. Like there are influences that can change some things, but within a range, Mm -hmm. what color hair, what color eyes, how tall, Mm -hmm. Uh, intellectual aptitudes Mm -hmm. within a range. Right. 
I think that's pretty much a designer baby at that point. Like, if you can opt to terminate a pregnancy because this kid's going to be tall. Right. Or have Down syndrome or have a heart defect. Right. That's pretty much a designer pregnancy. You're you're getting exactly what you want and not getting what you don't. Right. But what I'm saying is it's not gotten to where we can just, you know, hop on Amazon and order the child. Which is what we originally envisioned for this process. Oh, yeah. That the basically human reproduction would cease to require sexual activity. Right. It would just be a factory concept. Right. That much like you can customize your, your Tesla and have it delivered to your door, you'd pretty much go online or... or something they're akin to is it's been many many years since the original idea was not quite pre-internet but pre-modern internet right um so it was more so the idea that you were going to catalog order a child Mm -hmm. and made of superior genetic material to get you exactly what you wanted which was this perfect healthy you know whatever you wanted it to look like super intelligent being Right. Without all the fuss and muss and guesswork of, you know, good old fashioned backseat romping. Right. Um, But we haven't gotten to that full concept they've gotten to yet. Uh -uh. No, but I I still think we're not too far off of what we're doing. Right. Now, here's the thing. Now, have your children go through and look at the top 100 movie stars and see how many of those are fitting that concept. That'll be an interesting experiment, Shannon, for them. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. One of these nights, and it may be a barista chat night, and we'll talk about other history tied together that you may not see happening. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good topic. Make a note of it, Joe. All righty. All righty. So with that, guys, we do want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, and our supporters, the baristas, we love your coffee brewing skills. You help us cook up everything at least three to four times a week. Sometimes more. There was a nice improv today unboxing from Lady Gwendolyn. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Those were some very pretty decks. Mm-hmm. If you didn't catch that, go check that out. That is absolutely awesome. So, all right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. And guys, I do want to let the baristas know that, yes, you no longer have to go searching for the card of the day, the affirmation of the day, the angel of the week. Those will be posting directly into your Patreon area per your request. Very awesome. Yes. So with that, guys, we will see you Sunday. You will see us Saturday with uh, Psychic the Budget, Psychic the Plans Budget Edition. But you will see us on Sunday with Psychic the Plans. Bye, y'all. Bye.